Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the beautiful, sunny, hot city of Los Angeles. Man, do we have a great show for you. We have a basketball guest. We have a NFL football guest, a college football guest, and a Major League Baseball Emmy Award winning guest. Man, do we have a loaded show. Yankees have gone all in making a huge acquisition. Uh, We'll get to that with Tom Verducci in just over an hour. Chris Broussard will join us at the 2 o'clock West Coast, 5 o'clock East Coast hour of the show. Uh, Broussard, of course, will discuss all things Kawhi Leonard. Why? Why Kawhi needs more time to transition, different kind of transition uh, than has been discussed in the media in recent years. Transition to Toronto instead of playing for Team USA. Bucky Brooks will join us later on the show as well, as will Matt Luke. Matt Luke is the new head coach at Ole Miss. Of 
course, Ole Miss had a historic run of success by, you know, by their standards in the SEC. But of course, Hugh Freeze was fired, NCAA investigation, NCAA probation, but it's still the Grove, Ole Miss, SEC country, and the thoughts and hopes that some of the players that are left behind, there's still a, a ton of talent remaining at Ole Miss. So Matt Luke will join us in a half hour on the show. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the DeMar DeRozan interview that he conducted with Chris Haynes. We'll get to that. And oh yeah, by the way, the most humbling thing that has probably ever happened to Des Bryant as a football player happened to Des Bryant as a football player. All of that to come. Plus, anytime there's breaking news, a story will we'll get you covered. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Phone number is 877-99 on Fox. Twitter handle at Gottlieb Show. You can download the show afterwards on iTunes and FoxSportsRadio.com, wherever you download podcasts. We, we got so much great stuff yesterday. Uh, Ennis Cantor joined us in the studio for about 20 minutes. I thought he was great. So, so too with uh, A.J. Hinch, who, of course, uh, manager for the first place in the AL West Houston Astros. We talked a lot of baseball yesterday that I thought was fascinating with A.J. Hinch. Really kind of an open book. It was great. So uh, there's the ways in which you are and can listen. We appreciate you being part of the show. It's so funny on how we're so caught up in what happened leading up to the Super Bowl. There is this, there is this continued discussion. And I look, I think there's some, we do, we want answers. You know, we, I want the truth. It's, it, there's almost a back and forth between Bill Belichick earlier today, which got, kind of felt a little like a few good men, right? But the fact is that maybe we in the media, maybe some of the New England Patriots, maybe some of the former New England Patriots, ex-Patriots, maybe people in the NFL, they want to know, like, why didn't Malcolm Butler play in the Super Bowl? And, and, and some of this comes from the Seattle Seahawks, right? The Seahawks, what, what began the process of the collapse of what felt like it could be a dynasty was on second down, not giving the ball, not giving the ball to a, a running back who I think most people, Marsh in Marshawn Lynch, most people would have thought you know, Patriots defense was taken on water, could have scored. And because the answer wasn't ever good enough for the defense, for other players on that team, Many believe that the Seahawks never got over that loss to the New England Patriots, ever. Which is fascinating to me because um, I don't know if the Green Bay Packers ever got, off, got, got over their loss to the Seattle Seahawks two weeks before in Seattle when Aaron Rodgers was playing with a pulled cap and they still should have won the game and they gagged all over themselves. Remember that? That's what led to the Seahawks being in the Super Bowl. But if you think that the Patriots are in a bad spot because everyone wants answers that they're not going to get from Belichick. You should think again. Take a listen first. This is Dan Shaughnessy, who's a tremendous columnist for the Boston Globe. Okay. Dan Shaughnessy, back and forth with Bill Belichick. What about the fact that everywhere we go, folks want to ask about Malcolm Butler? I mean, sports coaches, players... University, you're a sports fan. Yeah, we've is talked there, about that. That's multiple months ago. Is there going to be any more explanation about why he didn't play? Focused on training camp. Would you do it any differently? Training camp? Well, we're, no. we're getting started. We're working on that right now. We'll do it the best we can. 
And, and does it matter to you? Do you care that the fans want to know more about this? I'm focused on doing the best that I can for the 2018 New England Patriots. That's my job. That's what I'm going to do. And That's what I've always done in the past. You know, every day that I've coached here, I've done the best that I could for this football team, and I'll continue to do that. And right now, my focus is on the 2018 season, not 2017, not 2014, not 2007, not 2004, not 2001, not 2000. I'm not focused on any of those seasons. They're done. And for this season, for this season's team, is it important for you to address the Malcolm Butler thing with your team? It's important for me to have a good season in 2018. I'm going to do everything I can to do that. Now, look, my personal perspective on the Malcolm Butler thing is this. If you read some of the comments, you know, things that have leaked out, I actually think more of Belichick, more of the Patriots than before the Malcolm Butler thing. Let me give you my quick perspective. Have you had heard any leaks from the sources close to the New England Patriots say that Malcolm Butler was out drinking, that Malcolm Butler was playing poorly? Have you heard any of that? The, the only comments that we have heard were from a couple of named Patriot players who wondered aloud. And from Malcolm Butler himself, who admitted he wasn't playing up to his normal level and he checked himself into the hospital the week of the Super Bowl before the team left. And then the reports were he missed the team flight. That, that's all we heard. The Patriots haven't thrown Malcolm Butler under the bus. Bill Belichick had an opportunity to throw him under the bus, and he has not. Additionally, that what Bill Belichick is saying, if you listen, if you parse his words, all he's saying is everything that I did on Super Bowl Sunday was to give us the best opportunity to win. If you don't, disagree, if you don't agree with it, that's fine. I've been to eight Super Bowls. Eight. Since Tom Brady became the starting quarterback in 2001, we have never had a season in which we won fewer than 10 games. That's, this is how we roll here. And if you don't roll with us, that's fine. We move on to the next. In spite of the fact that they have had seven months of opportunities to crush Malcolm Butler, they didn't say a word. He walked out the door. They wished him well. But if you think that this is, um, if you think that this is going to affect the Patriots because fans want to know, and there's the assumption that players want to know, if this is the worst thing, if this is the one question, I don't actually think it's the one question, but if you think this is the one question for the Patriots, well, that ain't that bad, right? I mean, Look, the Miami Dolphins, their quarterback's coming off an ACL injury. Plus, they've had a, a complete change in their style of personnel. They've gotten rid of their big-name players. Does that, that may improve their culture, but are they actually good enough? The Buffalo Bills, well, Tyrod Taylor led them to, to the playoffs for the first time in over a decade, longest playoff drought in the National Football League, and Tyrod Taylor's no longer there. They drafted a quarterback that everybody thinks needs some time, and they have A.J. McCarron, who I guess could be a starter. I mean, they got a lot, they got a lot more questions than they do answers. Remember, we're talking their own division. Sam Darnold going to play this year, or is he going to be a backup for a Jets team that everyone thought would be the worst in the league and surprise people to win six games, but would surprise people even more if they won more than six this year? Like, if the, if the, if the biggest question 
heading into the Patriots season is something that happened last season. Well, they're going to laugh their way to 11 or 12 wins. Right? I mean, look at the elite teams in the National Football League. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The Rams. Were they a flash in the pan because they played a soft schedule and got exposed in the playoffs? Beaten at home? And they go out and they add a bunch of dudes on one-year deals? Like, how does that work out? Other players... Getting Todd Gurley gets a long-term deal. They sign a they trade for a wide receiver who gets a long-term deal before he takes a snap. Meanwhile, Aaron Donald, their best player. Um th- their best player doesn't have a new contract that he desires, and he's a no-show at camp. Like those are and Jared Goff year two is year three. Is he as good as he was in year two? Is he back in year one? Like those are bigger questions than hey, why didn't you play Malcolm Butler's not on the team anymore? Right? The Vikings. The Vikings had three good quarterbacks last year. All three are gone. Kirk Cousins, who's solid, steady, but only been one playoff game to which he lost. Like, is Kirk Cousins really as good as the money that he's making? The Steelers, no Ryan Chazier. That's a huge question. Who replaces him in the middle defensively? And... You know, they change offenses, but Le'Veon still wants to be paid more. Antonio Brown helicoptering into camp. Like, they got a lot more questions than the Patriots. And why don't you play Malcolm Butler? Eagles, when does Carson Wentz play? How does that affect, uh, do they have a Super Bowl hangover? How does it affect the fact that Wentz could have been the MVP last year and he not gotten hurt, but he's replacing a guy who played really well? Hell, the New York Giants don't know if Eli Manning can still play. The Ravens, no one believes in Joe Flacco except for Joe Flacco, and I think their offensive staff. You got the Panthers and Cam Newton coming off a wild, wild up-and-down season. The Seahawks, Russell Wilson played. He was the whole team last year, and it's not like they rebuilt their offensive line. Dallas Cowboys, truthfully, do they know if Dak Prescott is that good, especially now that you've lost Jason Witten, that you've lost Des Bryant? Like, are they better without those two big names, even if those big names aren't as good as the reputation would lead you to believe? Like, those are legit questions. And I'm, I'm not criticizing Shaughnessy as much as if that's the biggest question heading into the season for the Patriots. Then we're good, <laughs> Right. You're getting caught up in the little stuff. We're good. The Patriots are in a much better spot than not only most teams in the NFL, than most of the really good teams in the NFL. Hell, the Atlanta Falcons, they had Steve Sarkeesian last year, first year as their offensive coordinator, and that thing didn't work for about 10 or 11 weeks. And they kind of started getting it going and played much better in the playoffs. Plus, Julio Jones wants a new contract. Like, that's all this year's stuff. It's all this year's stuff. If the biggest question is, hey, why don't you play Malcolm Butler? That's the best you can come up with? And it is a a question that people want answered? Tales of the demise of the New England Patriots are greatly exaggerated. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I have a a boss that I I admire a great deal. So um, one of my bosses at Fox Sports Radio is a Dude named Scott Shapiro. I've known Scotty for, he's probably going to text me because I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to say over 10 years. Um, we worked together. He used to, he started, he was, he came in and 
uh, he was a producer for Mike and Mike, and it was the number one show in sports radio at the time. And um, you know, the one thing that I've always liked about our relationship is he doesn't always give you, you know, positive feedback. It's always honest feedback. And the thing that I've always kind of challenged myself to have is the ability to take that honest feedback. And it's really hard because in our business, and I don't know what your business is like, but in our business, Everyone says, man, you're great. It was really good. It was good. You get done doing a TV show that you butchered at least 10 lines on and people go, oh no, it's great. I didn't even, I didn't even, I'm no big deal. It's off the, it, some, oftentimes they'll say it's off the Pluto. Meaning, hey, that show's done. Even you screwed up. Who's going to know, right? Who's watching anyway? And the truth is that all it takes is some dude from old, to, old takes exposed to record it put it out on, on Twitter and now your goose is cooked because you, you misspoke or you said something really dumb. I've said really dumb things before. Uh, but so, so Scott, like when we talk about the show, it's not always like that was great. Oh, it was great. Cause I've had bosses before. They're like, that was great. It was awesome. It was great. Oh, it was great. Everything's great. Great, 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 great. You know, knowing that the reality is, if you do in sports radio, do 220 to 230 shows a year, that they're not all going to be great. There's going to be shows that aren't great. There's going to be segments that aren't great. There's going to be questions that aren't great. There's going to be rants that don't make any sense. You're going to lose your train of thought. Cause I kind of think in order to be any good, you almost have to have a little bit of ADD. You just do. But I, I, you got to challenge yourself to, because I always said this, where people say in my business they want feedback. Man, I, I just, I'd love some good feedback. And then the second that somebody goes like, hey, you know, um, that wasn't very good. And here's why, X, Y, Z. And they give you quality feedback, but it's of the more negative variety. Dudes will lose their mind. So I've invented kind of a saying, which is, Guys don't really want feedback. What they want is somebody really important to say they're awesome. That's, that's sports, sports broadcasting 101. Radio, TV, print, digital, doesn't matter. Most guys don't really want feedback. They want somebody who's really important that can write them a bigger check next contract to go, hey, dude, you're pretty much the greatest thing ever. That's what they really want. And I think the same is in probably in your business. It's the same in DeMar DeRozan's business. DeMar DeRozan is an all-star. He averaged 23 a game this year, 27 a game the year before for the Toronto Raptors. He gave his first one-on-one -on -one interview since being traded to the San Antonio Spurs yesterday. He, he attended uh, my girl, Nikki Collin, who of course recorded all ball with me. The Atlanta dream took down the LA Sparks at Staples Center last night. He recorded a one-on-one -on -one interview with Chris Hayes, Haynes, excuse me, and had and had this to say in regards to being traded. I felt like I wasn't treated with what I sacrificed for nine years with the respect that I thought I deserved by just giving me the say-so of letting me know something's going on or it's a chance. That's all I wanted. I'm not saying you don't have to train me or you just let me know something going on because... I sacrificed everything. Just let me know. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Just let me know. But you have to also consider the alternative here. 
Like he was disrespected because we didn't say, hey, heads up, you might be getting traded. What's the reality to that? The reality is that there's lots of deals to which you were probably part of the discussion that weren't made that we didn't give you a heads up about. Like once that thing gets leaked, if you're the Toronto Raptors, and I do think they did well in the deal, I think they upgraded. I do. I think they upgraded. Jakob Portal's younger, but I mean, Danny Green is super experienced and knows his role, can defend, can make shots, even if he's a little long in the tooth. And Kawhi Leonard's a better player than Danny Green. So if you think you're going to get a good deal, you can't tip off you can't tip off DeMar DeRozan because if you tell DeMar DeRozan, Hey dude, something's up. Might get traded. Just would love you. Respect you. Please don't say anything. Oh, everybody keeps a secret in this business, right? What if DeMar DeRozan didn't want to go to San Antonio and he lets it be known because he's got inside information or he doesn't want to go to San Antonio. So they leak it to drive up the price for Kawhi Leonard. Oh, look, Toronto is willing to come off of an all-star. The reality is, reality is, everybody says they want the truth, but do you really want the truth? Do you think DeMar Rosen would have been really cool with the, hey, just so you know, we're taking trade offers. What happens if you don't trade DeMar Rosen? If you're in a relationship with your wife, right? And you said like, listen, I don't know if we're going to get divorced. I just want to talk to a divorce attorney. How do you, and, and then you come back and go, you know what? We're all good here. We're good. Not going to get divorced. How do you think your relationship goes? But think about that. Like this, this idea that DeMar DeRozan wants all this great information, wants to be just treated honestly and on the same levels. Like that's just not the reality to it. Everybody wants the truth until they get it. Until they get it. Once they get the truth, now they start freaking out. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. We've decided a lot of things kind of predetermined to a story actually coming out. You decide if you like a guy and if you don't like a guy, right? Um, and some of this is is earned. Equity is earned. I've, I've said this before, like, I have people, friends in this business who get on to Steph Curry. Well, if anybody else danced when they made a three, you'd make a big deal. I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's not, it's not like he's given the finger to the guy he made the three over. He's playing with joy and dancing. Like, I don't think that's, but there are people who say like, look, you like Steph Curry. That's why Steph Curry's antics don't bother you. Like, okay. I don't think of Steph Curry as a flopper. I don't think of Steph Curry as somebody who uh, is, though he may be a show. There's a difference between a showman and a showboat. I think I'm more showman than showboat. But I do think it's fair to say part of our reason for not overreacting to Steph Curry throwing a mouthpiece is he's got a lot of positive equity. I know people with USA Basketball, and I had a friend tell me this. They said that, look, they've worked with, all of the, all you name an NBA star since 19, what was it, 92 when the Dream Team first came to be? So you're talking about 26 years. 26 years, they've worked with everybody Shaq, Kobe, 
LeBron, Jordan, Bird, Magic, you name it. And they said, to a man, if you ask people, of the guys that have played for Team USA, who's the best person? Person. And they'll go, "Mm, probably Steph Curry. Yeah. That he's like a legit, great dude, thoughtful, respectful, um, and courteous. And so, yeah, I, I, I think it's fair. I honestly think it's fair that sometimes we give Steph Curry, I guess, a pass when he threw his mouthpiece. What would be a tantrum to somebody else? If somebody else, if Draymond Green threw his mouthpiece, Draymond Green gets suspended. If Steph Curry throws his mouthpiece, we're like, don't do that again. So some of it's earned. But this is a weird thing with Kawhi Leonard. Because Kawhi Leonard has literally not said anything to anybody, we, we haven't overreacted to what he's done, which is he's accused the Spurs or his people have accused the Spurs doctors basically of malpractice. He has uh, avoided being around his team during their most trying times. He has forced a trade. And now after forcing a trade, which is all we thought he asked for with Greg Popovich, he's not showing up to USA's camp because he's getting ready to make a transition to Toronto. I, I There's so much about Kawhi Leonard I, I honestly like. You know, my brother recruited him when he was at Cal Berkeley and thought they should have taken him. There was a discussion within the staff because he was a center when he was in high school. And the thought was, man, at six foot six, could you play center? He'd have to develop. Not really sure. They passed. San Diego State did not. And after two years, he became a lottery pick. And several years after that, he became arguably the best two-way player in the NBA. Probably the third best player in the league when he's healthy. Like, it's a great story. There's been no baggage in terms of women, kids, drugs, abuse, none of that. But in, in sports, he did when he had, he had a year between the end of this last season and his contract being up. And so you have the power to force your hand to force the team to trade you. Uh, But being passing a physical and then no showing to Team USA when it's coached by Greg Popovich, who did right by you, not just trading you, but trade you to a good team. Right? They didn't send him to a team. They didn't send him to the Brooklyn Nets for a year. They didn't send him to a, any sort of nondescript team that couldn't compete in the East. They sent him to the team with the best record in the East. They gave him an opportunity to compete for whatever he wants to compete for. I mean, if he wants to go to L.A., he can go to L.A. They did right by him. They did right by themselves, but they did right by him. Right by him. And, and the reward to Greg Popovich is no show to Team USA's camp. Which I would give a pass. And again, like some of this, I'll give a pass to LeBron. Why? LeBron played in the finals. LeBron played all 82 games. If LeBron doesn't want to come to USA's camp or whoever. Some of these guys that played this season, fine. But Kawhi Leonard, you played nine games? You can't show up for a workout. I just, if it was anybody else, we'd be slaughtering him.
So why aren't we slaughtering Kawhi? Is it because other guys, Paul George got hurt in Team USA's workouts? Maybe. Is it because we have no, there's no bad feelings about Kawhi because he hasn't said any, he literally hasn't said anything. You can't have positive or negative. The only positive you can have is, man, he's a really, really good player. Maybe. Um, but all of this stuff that he's done would not be get he would not be treated with kid gloves if he was almost anybody else. Go to any other star in the NBA, and if they forced a trade and then no showed to Team USA's workouts after playing nine games and being deemed by their new team to be fully healthy, you'd be like, Man, that guy sucks. I hate that guy. I don't like that guy. Kawhi Leonard, you're like, yeah, okay. He doesn't really want to play for Pop. I don't know. That's a that's an amazing pass we are giving him. An amazing pass. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Tom Verducci, of course, is an Emmy Award winner. His latest piece in Sports Illustrated is the star that still won't shine, the incredible, unprecedented, but unseen greatness of Mike Trout. I want to get to that in a moment, but let's react to the most recent news in Major League Baseball. Um, To me, Tom, this is the Yankees going all in. Uh, it's the opposite of what they did two years ago when they smartly moved away some of their older pieces. Tex retired. They forced A-Rod into retirement. And they played their younger players only to get them back, get competitive far quicker than they ever could have thought. Uh, what does this do in terms of the pecking order in the American League when they add an arm like Zach Britton in the back end of that bullpen? Well, listen, in a perfect world, Doug, uh, the Yankees would go out and get this year's Justin Verlander and fortify that rotation. But there is no Justin Verlander this year. So I know their bullpen is historically good in terms of strikeouts, keeping the ball out of play, ERA. It's fantastic, right? Uh, they're making his strength even stronger with Britain. And, you know, it gives them a lefty in front of Chapman. Not that it matters too much. I mean, they, to me, their right-handers are so good to get lefties out anyway. But it's another look. It's another guy who can close games, at the experience of pitching in big spots. So... Listen, and also that, you know, this is not why the Yankees did it. They love Britain, obviously. That's why they got him. But it keeps, keeps him out of Boston. Keep, keeps him out of Boston. Keeps him out of Houston, right? Yeah. Right. And listen, you're going to have to go through at some point one or both of those teams if you're the Yankees. So it makes a lot of sense. You no, know, no. I mean, like, look, Houston has everything except a defined closer that you are scared of, right? I mean, the, the arms are unbelievable. They're throwing out in the rotation. But playoffs so oftentimes have been decided by who closes things out, not, who's, not who starts things. And this is a double win for them, right? They get another arm to have the best bullpen in baseball, especially in the postseason when bullpens matter, but maybe more than anything, it, it's like the Broncos when they, they got Wes Welker away from the Patriots. Sure, they only got one year away from Buddy, got him away from New England and kept him from anybody else in the AFC. It does. What did they give up in terms of all the pitchers? Was there anybody good that was given up in return? Yeah, Dylan Tate was the guy they actually they picked up from Texas in the Carlos Beltran deal a couple of years ago. He was a long time ago. He was the fourth overall pick in the draft. Big arm, slow to develop, but had, was putting together a really good year. The thing with the Yankees, Doug, is if they're in a 40-man roster crunch that's going to come this winter. And Tate was one of those guys. You can say Clint Frazier is another one of those guys, Wade Taylor. They have basically too many good players for a 40-man roster. So they, with this deal, and I think they still have another deal coming, whether that's Jay Happ or something else, they'll continue to move these guys who are major league quality players who just don't have you know, the bandwidth on the Yankees to find a place on the roster. 
Fascinating stuff. Uh, what about starting arms? Wh- who's the best starting arm that would be available to a team like the Yankees? I think it's Jay Happ. I know he hasn't been great the last four or five starts, but you know he's a guy who doesn't give up many home runs. He's pitched well against the Red Sox. He's pitched well in New York. He's an older guy. He's been durable. There's not a lot of questions with Jay Happ in terms of you know like with Sonny Gray last year. How's he going to fit in New York? How's he going to fit in a pennant race? Uh, a pretty solid guy. Not a difference maker, but you have to remember this, Doug. There is basically a two-month playoff going on right now. I know we all like to look at these teams and how they look in October and the deals they make now, but the Yankees are in a playoff right now with Boston to stay out of that wild-card game. And they have ten more games with Boston, starting with a series next week and ending with the last three of the year. They have to win games between now and October, and I think – you know, with Herman kind of hitting a wall there and, and some of the problems that Gray has had. Tanaka pitched great last night, but he's been up and down. I think fortifying that rotation makes a lot of sense for them, whether it's a guy like Lance Lynn or whether it's, um, you know, Kevin Gosman from Baltimore, or if they could, Dylan Bundy from Baltimore. But Jay Happ, to me, I think you'll see him get moved in the next couple of days, and maybe it's the Yankees. Uh, okay, what about Houston and their bullpen? A.J. Hinch joined us. We talked yesterday about the – I mean, the numbers, the batting average against is like 211 in comparison. I think the next closest is like Boston with 236. I mean, their starters are amazing. But, you know, who's going to close that door? The, the Giles thing does not appear to be working. Um, there's some other options back there. They spent a lot of money in the bullpen in the offseason. Is there somebody that they can go, that they can go do? Yeah, I, I think both those guys are gone now, and it's Brad Hand and Zach Britton. I it's funny, when you look at the overall numbers of the Houston bullpen, they're really, really good, actually. But, you know, having that one trusted guy at the back end they don't have, it's not going to be Giles. It's not going to be the answer. You know, maybe that guy is McCullers. Uh, you know, I personally wouldn't have any issue with that. I mean, the guy's got ice in his veins. He's got that curveball that people just don't hit. Uh, I think he could be a closer. They, they certainly can match it like they did last year. Morton and Peacock both closed games when they had to last year. Is it a need? I think it's a need. Is it an urgent need? I would say no, based on the fact that you're not going to use all five starters in the postseason, and there's a way you can you can map this thing out with one of your starters in the pen, and I think it could be McCullers. Uh, Tom Verducci, Emmy Award-winning broadcaster for Fox Sports, joining us, also MLB Network, joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, let's go to the National League, where Justin Turner hurt again, but the good news is they have Manny Machado uh, what are your thoughts on the Dodgers as we head closer and closer to the trade deadline? Oh, man, this this was a fit. As soon as Corey Seager went down, you know, I was calling Machado to the Dodgers. It's just too good of a fit. It was all along just as a rental property. Uh, he's not going to resign with the Dodgers. But, you know, the Dodgers, as you know, they have to win the World Series. Getting there was great. They've been in the postseason here. But it's been the longest in franchise history since they actually won the darn thing. And to me, watching Houston last year, and as great as the starting pitching was, I saw a lot of guys in that lineup, starting with Jose Altuve, who could hit good pitching. I'll never forget, there was a a game against the Yankees in that series where Altuve got hits on high fastballs off both Chad Green and then Roldis Chapman. And I can tell you, the Yankees went, whoa. Not that they didn't know that guy was good, but nobody could hit the high fastballs of those guys. That's what you need, not just bullpens. We talk so much about that. Guys who hit good pitching, that's Manny Machado. Yeah, good See, power days, pitching, too. I measure guys by how they hit relief pitching because relief pitching is just so darn good. 
you don't get the platoon matchup in your favor when you're a hitter. You're going to see a guy right on right, left on left with just nasty stuff. Machado hits relief pitching. He's one of the top ten in all of baseball. I think the impact he's going to make, yeah, he's going to make it now. I think it's going to be really big in October. I do, I do too. Are they done? Are they done shopping? Here's the issue. The Dodgers, I think, in a perfect world, would love one of those right-handed power pitching strikeout relief guys, right? But they're kind of up against it in terms of the competitive balance tax, so it would have to be, and they're great at doing this, finding an under-the-radar big arm that plays up. You know, it worked out great for them last year as Brandon Morrow came in on a, on a minor league deal. Uh, this year, Scott Alexander has done a great job for them from the left side. I think one more arm like that in a perfect world for the Dodgers. Yeah, they'd like, and I think they'll find one. Uh, it may not be a big name everybody knows about, but they've been so good at finding guys who are a little bit under the radar, maybe just with one particular pitch that doesn't expose too much, um, and they're catching, and, and pitching staff does a great job with game planning. I think they'll come up with another arm. Uh, tune in to Yankees-Red Sox next week, Thursday and Friday on MLB Network. I believe that's the 53rd and 54th time uh, that they'll meet this season, or at least it seems that way. Tom Verducci, our guest in the dugout. Never too much, though. And, uh, Tom Verducci joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, so your piece on on Mike Trout. The, the title is The Star That Won't That Still Won't Shine, The Incredible, Unprecedented, Unseen Greatness of Mike Trout. Uh, this is a fascinating discussion I want to have with you, maybe because we haven't had it with the commissioner How'd the league react? You talked to, you're in clubhouses. One of the reasons that you've become great at what you do is you don't just call games, don't just write about games. You go to places, you talk to people within the game. What was their reaction to what the commissioner of baseball said, essentially calling Mike Trout out for not really trying to promote his and baseball's brand? Well, the Angels were ticked off because, listen, the commissioner was replying to a question but I think he went someplace maybe he didn't intend to, but certainly the way the Angels didn't want him to, and that's basically talking about what Mike Trout does with his free time. And you got the impression from Rob Manford that he thinks that Mike Trout should be doing more to sell the game in his free time. I mean, you know Mike Trout. He's not that kind of a guy. He's not a self-promoter. You know, he's everything. I call him baseball's best asset because as a role model and as a just a, a performer, the guy's unbelievable. I mean... As a star player, Mike is out there literally before every game signing for kids, especially kids, but anybody, but especially kids. He's always got a smile on his face. He plays the game hard. He plays it better than anybody else. He's the undisputed best player in baseball. That should be something that MLB can market. Now, what they're saying is, hey, we need Mike's help to make this thing, to make Mike Trout's brand, so to speak, bigger. Doug, I don't think Mike Trout is interested in his so-called brand. Right, <laughs> I don't think he's a brand builder. I think he's a baseball player. And the reason that he's not more popular, so to speak, or known, is the fact that the Angels have never won a playoff game since he put the uniform on. 24 teams have won a playoff game since Mike Trout debuted. The Angels are not one of those 24. And if he's truly a big star in baseball, where you're in commercials not wearing a uniform like David Ortiz or Derek Jeter or Buster Posey, you have to get to the World Series and most likely win the World Series. That's just the way baseball operates. It's incredibly strong regionally, but to be a national star, you have to be on the national stage and win the darn championship. And unfortunately, the Angels haven't gotten close with Mike Trout. That's but I don't, I don't even. I, I don't even know. Look, do I think? Do I think that part of it is they haven't won in the playoffs? Even gotten they got to the playoffs once. 
with him. I, I think that's part of it. I also think part of it is part of his baseball, right? Like who is yeah. a transcendent star in baseball? Now look, the Yankees are a little bit different and Aaron judge, but you know, and Aaron judge didn't win a world series and Aaron judge is a huge name, but he's a huge name. Cause he's a Yankee. Some of this comes from the fact he's, uh, he's an angel. Some because of the fact that they have angels haven't won in the playoffs. Some of it comes from the fact that it's baseball and some of it comes from the fact that he's just not an angel. Like Mookie Betts is a great player having an incredible season. Mookie Betts, a household name. I think the answer is no. Now, obviously the difference is you got like seven years of incredible success for Trout and he's widely regarded as the best player in baseball, maybe by a mile. Uh, But I, 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 some of this to me should be baseball looking itself in the mirror. Like he does social media. He does good work. He has great energy when he comes to the ballpark, as you as you pointed out. Like the rest isn't really his job to build a brand. I'm not sure whose brand in baseball is all that strong to begin with. Yeah, I mean the way I look at it again is take the uniform off somebody. Is he recognizable by casual fans? And if you draw up that list for baseball players, I'll probably give you Bryce Harper. Right? I'd say he's a national brand that's known, even if you're not a hardcore baseball fan. Beyond that, who you got? A bunch of retired players, <laughs> right? But in terms of active players, it is hard to build. You know, the game is such a team game, as you know. And in a lot of ways, the individual style of players that actually has been tamped down over the years. That's just the way baseball's been. I think that's starting to loosen up. I think we're getting past the age where, if you you know, it's a sacrilege to flip your bat. <laughs> uh, thankfully, we're getting beyond that. So I think players are starting to show a little more style. We saw some of that in the All Star game, where we actually heard from some of those guys, which is great. Uh, but we need more of that, and I think it's starting to change, but it's changing slowly as things do in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, I mean, like, obviously the, you mentioned the Angels were ticked. Uh, they put out a press release, the type of which baseball teams, ne- any sports franchise never puts out, actually ever puts out. Um, they're paying him $33 million. They got him under contract till 2020. But, I mean... And the Angels, they have Otani, although we don't know what his status will be when they figure out his elbow in the offseason. Like, there has to be a ton, a ton of fear in Artie Moreno's office over the fact that at some point he throws up his arms and says, fellas, I love you. I've gotten made a lot of money here, but I'm going to have to go east where baseball matters. Yeah, I think it would scare them because, listen, who knows what's going to happen with Otani if eventually he does need the surgery on his elbow. Um, you know, that's going to put him out all of next year. That means really only one full year where Otani and Trout can play together. Um, Albert Pujols is under contract to the Angels right now for a longer period of time than Mike Trout. <laughs> you know, think about that. Listen, they tried this year. They were incredibly unlucky with injuries. I mean, unlike, I guess, anybody other than the Mets, it's been just a disaster pitching-wise with injuries for the Angels. Um, but over these eight years, they they definitely haven't really surrounded. They haven't made the most of an opportunity to have essentially the Mickey Mantle of our generation be in the postseason, and that's on the Angels, not on Mike Trout. But, yes, I, I think you have to fear if you're the Angels that if you don't show Mike Trout, you are ready, I mean seriously ready to win, not just you know hope and prayer we get into the postseason for the first round of the playoffs. I'm talking about winning a championship. Yeah, I, it's it's got to scare the pants off him that he would head back home east somewhere. Great stuff, Tom. Emmy Award winner Tom Verducci, Yankees, Red Sox, upcoming next Thursday and Friday on the MLB Network. Thanks so much, Tom. Yeah, always fun. Thanks, Doug. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DUG. That's DUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 